Wednesday night. Hope everybody is doing good. God blessings to you all tonight. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. All right, we're going to get right down and dirty into the Uvalde shooting, everything you possibly need to know. Maybe you already do know a lot of this, but let's get down. Let's look at all the involvement here, whether it's the political realm, the Second Amendment realm, which is the political realm, sadly, the, how the police handled it, everything. Let's start off. Rising Serpent tweet. The guy shoots up, that's our suspect, at two people at, the guy shoots at two people at a funeral home across the street from the school, walks towards the school shooting, shooting at it, climbs the fence, shoots at the school, walks in through an open door, cops engage him, then wait one hour for tactical support. So that's how it works. So we have to look at, first of all, the vulnerability of gun-free zones, right? So you have a school unprotected by guns. They're obviously much, I spent a lot of time in my sheriff's office career in the youth services division of the Sarasota County Sheriff's Office and part of the uh, youth services section. So Obviously, there was no armed school resource officer on, on campus. And then, of course, how is it that there was, I guess, no 9-11, no 9 call from the funeral home, no 9 call from anywhere. And then the guy walks in, shoots at, shoots up or shoots at or in a funeral home across the street, walks across the street, shoots at the school, climbs the fence, and walks through an open door. So that's where we're at so far. Go to the next one for me, breaking 9-11 tweet. Officials clarify, say Uvalde shooter entered school through unlocked door without being confronted by anyone. Now, how could that ever happen? How in the world, even at, you know, listen, all the schools that I worked at, most of them, of course, were gun-free zones here in Florida, sadly, except we did have armed school resource officers on campus at, at every middle, middle school and high school, but the elementary schools had one uh, a school resource officer per one every four schools, maybe maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less at different times, depending on the administrations. However, so a, a shooter is able to walk into a school without anybody even asking him a question? I want everybody to think about that. We're spending $54 billion on the Ukraine, but in America, a shooter can walk into a school without even a secretary being there? The door is unlocked. Most elementary schools have absolutely no school resource officers at them to begin with. So the most vulnerable of all students, which are elementary school K through five, have no school resource officers on campus, but yet we're sending $54 billion to the Ukraine to, uh, to, to I guess you would call it, secure their country, secure their borders. I want everybody to think about the logic behind that. And of course, that negates even talking about our southern border, which is wide open. I don't know yet exactly what is the background of the shooter. I'm not going to use his name anymore. I used his name on Tuesday, got the name out. That's the end of it. I don't know what his background is on any of that. He was Hispanic. Don't know yet if it has anything to do with open borders or anything else. But of course, we have a wide open southern border of which 2.5 million people undocumented. And for those COVID crazies out there, unvaccinated, untested, unmasked, walk across our border every year with Title 42 coming down. So we just have to ask ourselves, why on earth is a school, an elementary school, completely and totally unlocked 
and unguarded. And I want to put this out to everybody. I want you to think about the locations of mass violence. And I want you to ask yourself this question. Are any of them under conservative slash, I don't like to use Republican too often now because so so many Republicans are spineless little worms. They certainly are better than Democrats. However, at least in, in verbiage only, in what they say only, they're better than Democrats. Sometimes they're better in what they do when you're dealing with exceptional Republicans. But I want you to ask, places of violence, ask yourself this, places where mass violence occurs. Who's in control of those areas? Well, let's look at it. Urban centers, metropolitan centers, big cities, all under the control of Democrats. School boards and school systems, all under the control of Democrats. Antifa, under the control of Democrats. Black Lives Matter, under the control of Democrats. Planned Parenthood, where 450 some odd thousand black Americans were killed last year under the control of Democrats. One to two million Americans are butchered in the womb every year in abortions under the control of Democrats. Every place where there is mass violence is under the control of Democrats. And if you go worldwide, everywhere where there is mass violence is under the control of the globalist leftists. 41.2 million abortions that were reported. This is on the UN uh, website, their statistical data. 41.2 million Americans were, not Americans, world, uh, people, of, people of the world, worldwide citizens, were butchered in the womb last year. 41.2 million. Talk about COVID deaths of 5 million, which I don't believe, 5 to 7 million, which I don't believe anyway. 1 million in America, which is a lie. They're all liars. It's all lies, folks. All these, all these Democrats and leftists coming out. If, you know, if, if our kids are not a priority, then what else could be a priority? Where they would, they would gleefully, every single one of those 19 kids killed in Uvalde, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, Joe Biden, Christopher Hahn, Chris Saliza, MSNBC hosts, Jake Tapper, Kamala Harris and every other leftist, every other Democrat would have gleefully butchered every last one of those children in the womb. Let's say some of those kids were five or six years old. Well, five years in a day or six years in a day before the shooting, every single one of those Democrats would have gleefully butchered that child in the womb. And if California has their way under Gavin Newsom, they will be able to kill those kids 20, 28 days after they are born. That is legislation that is up for a vote right now in California. So all these leftists, all these Democrats, all these globalists, Democrats send hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of your taxpayer dollars to fund global abortions of which the total is exactly what I told you a minute ago, 41.2 million people butchered in the womb globally. And that's not just last year, that's every year. So just picture over the last three, four years, 40 million, 80 million, 120 million, 160 million, 200 million, 200 million, 200 million children butchered in the womb by the Democratic Party 
by the globalist left, and they're going to lecture us about, well, if you, you know, if kids aren't your priority, if, you're, if, if your guns are more important than kids, they're going to lecture us? And here's the, here's the sad thing about those lectures, is that many people on the right, just like they did with COVID, just like they did with masking, just like they did with quarantining, just like they did with vaccine, just like they did with lockdowns, because they're afraid of what a leftist will write about them, what a leftist will say about them, or, for, or, or all forbid that they're called a name by a leftist. You know, you're, you're pro-gun, so you're, you're for killing kids. You're anti-mask, so you're for people dying of COVID. Where their COVID mitigations are far more responsible for deaths than anything that I oppose. Vaccines are killing way more people and will end up killing way more people and it probably already have. By true statistics, vaccines will kill have already killed more people than COVID. By true statistics, worldwide I'm talking about. And it's the same thing when they'll say, you're, if, you're, if you're pro-Second Amendment or you're pro-people being able to buy AR-15s, then you want, you want kids to die. Really? What about, what about over the last five years, the 200 million that you've butchered in the womb worldwide? Let's, let's compare stats, shall we? Let's compare stats. But yet many on the right will be so afraid of the antagonism from the left that they'll cave. Learn to be like me in this way. Not in a lot of other ways in life. I'm just telling you in this way, learn to be like me and just don't care. Understand they're going to call you homophobic. They're going to call you racist. They're going to call you grandma killer. They're going to call you anti-science, even though you're the only one who knows the science. They'll call you a murderer, even though you want everybody to live and they butcher 200 million people in five years. Understand that and stop worrying about what they think. Well, people won't think I'm reasonable. Who cares? If a lunatic, a nonsensical moron does not think you're reasonable, that means you are reasonable. All right, back to the shooting. Where are we at? Andy Speck. Andy Speck tweet. Cops stood outside. Now we're on to the cops portion of the shooting. How did the cops do? Let's look. Cops stood outside the school while the killer rampaged inside. Onlookers yelled at them to go in. This is getting bad, folks. Same thing happened in Parkland, South Florida. Cops to leave this up, Tommy. Cops stood, cops stood outside in Parkland, believing that they're, they're supposed to set up a perimeter. Now, the only defense that I will give of cops is this, and I'll put this out there. And this is a minor defense, and I'm not saying this to excuse this behavior whatsoever. You signed up for it. I was a cop myself. 1992, 2017, straight, 25 years in today. Sarasota County Sheriff's Office here in Florida. You can check my bona fides, make sure that I'm not lying to you. We were trained to, with active shooter training. We were not trained to sit outside and wait and set up a perimeter. We went to training where you went to confront active shooters and credit to the Sarasota County Sheriff's Office Training Division and the Sarasota County Sheriff, Tom Knight. We were trained at that time, Tom Knight, now it's Kurt Hoffman, another good man. We were trained to go in and confront active shooters with however many men that you had at the initial response. So if that means alone, alone, if that means two, two, you don't sit outside and wait for a perimeter to form or for the SWAT team to show up. When you have, I want you to listen to those words, A-C-T-I-V-E. Those six words, those six letters in that one word, active. You don't sit outside. 
The only defense I will give of cops these days is how many of them are willing to rush in and risk their lives knowing that the Democratic Party is hovering over them, waiting to discredit them, waiting to disparage them, waiting to defame, defame them, waiting to take their jobs and their pensions away from them when they make the slightest of errors in the eyes of a leftist. That's the only defense I will give to them. Now, there is no defense, though. You have to take that. You chose to stay a, stay a police officer during the Biden administration and during whatever liberal administration governs the city or township or village that you're a cop in. You chose it, so you know. I was a cop during eight years of Barack Hussein Obama. So I know, you choose. I'm going to risk that. I'm going to risk being defamed, disparaged, having being name-called, losing my job. You, you choose that. And when you respond to a call like this, you have that six-letter word going on in front of the word shooter. Active. You must act. If you're alone, you're alone. You have to act. He has a gun. You have a gun. You may be outgunned, but you're probably better than he is at shooting a gun. I'll go over this tweet again. Onlookers yelled at them to go in. They didn't. One parent urged bystanders, let's just run in because the cops aren't doing anything like they're supposed to. Not good. Horrible. Horrible job done by the cops. Terrible job done by the cops. You cannot do that. Here's live footage. Play it for me, Tommy. So there you go. And the woman on the ground there, you can see was somebody who was being or detained by U.S. Marshals. Of course, the feds have to be involved, right? If it's absolutely, you notice the shirt. Of course, the feds have to be involved. You want to talk about the most useless law. Now, I know the Border Patrol officer is the one that shot the suspect. Great. There's, there's a few decent federal officers, but most are absolutely useless. The FBI is completely useless. Most FBI agents are useless bureaucrats that have never handled a police call in their lives. They're lawyers, they're teachers, they're accountants. They've never been a street cop in their entire life. They don't know what they're doing. But credit to the Border Patrol agent who took care of business when it comes to the Uralde shooter. So here we go with that. So Uvalde, I mean. So you have parents outside urging cops. Now, whenever you're on a, listen, I mean, folks, this should have been over in 30 seconds after the cops got there. 30 seconds to a minute. You have to go in. You have to risk your life. You may even risk the lives of a few bystanders because you're going to try to save everybody involved. It's all a risk. You signed up for it. I signed up for it from 1992 to 2017, 25 years in a day. I signed up for the liability and so did the cops in Uvalde. And they should have gone in and whatever other jurisdiction responded. You don't stand out there for 13 minutes. That's, at the, that's the best case scenario for at least 13 minutes. All right, go to the next one for me. 
All right, uh, Davos detainee Paso breaking mother trying to save children at Uvalde was handcuffed there. Well, it was it was actually on the video, but um, I don't have you. You have the, the on the bottom pictures don't have it. Mother trying to save children at Uvalde was handcuffed by federal marshals, got free, ran ran into the school and saved her children. Um, that's again not good. I, mean, I want you to think about. it. I was going to make this point. If you're sitting outside of this scene as a cop, that's mistake number one. Mistake number two is there being enough time for you to be arguing back and forth with parents and parents urging you to do something. Mistake number three is there being enough time for you to detain a mother she and handcuff a mother. She gets loose and has to go in and save her own children. I mean, we have gotten to the place in this country, but you know, and it, it obviously, Tom, you tie everything back to COVID. Yeah, well, you have to over the last 27 months of 15 days to flatten the curve where cops were used as political enforcers. Cops in Uvalde are mainly working the border. They're tied up with the border. Do they even know police calls anymore because of Joe Biden's open border where they spend most of their time tending to and caring for illegal aliens crossing the border? How much do they even know about law enforcement anymore? Here's more footage of cops tangling with parents outside of the school. Play it for me. Don't push me. Go. Man, y'all can't be like that, man. Y'all can't be like that when there's people. Yes, I do. Get across the street. Because I'm having to deal with you. Get across the street. Get across the street. Okay, we're going to back up. Are you going to walk into that gate and get him? Oh, you got to get Biden with them. There is no time for this. What's that cop doing? And the cops in the original videos. He's got an AR-15 strapped to his front. Why is he not inside? There's kids being shot. And they talk about, and you're going to see this in this press conference, of the chief of police, which you're not allowed to say chief anymore in San Francisco, in case I can't get to that today. That's been outlawed. That's what everybody's constantly... The Democrats want to talk about us as they butcher 40 million kids worldwide every year, and they're concentrating on not being able to say the word chief or not being able to use the word manhole in a city. That's, that's what they concentrate on. They want to talk about us. You're sitting there in front of a school with an AR canted to your left, arguing with a parent. What, why are you not inside? You're like, well, some of this, some of this footage might be after the shooting was actually done. Or, no, who cares? Get in there. And here's some excuse making here by a, a police chief or whatever he is. Play it for me. Not accurate. He walked in unrestructed initially. So from the grandmother's house to the bar ditch to the school, into the school, he was not confronted by anybody. To clear the record on that. Four minutes later, law enforcement are coming in to solve this problem. So director, how is he able Step to by. Step. So... Four minutes later, cops are coming in to solve the problem. What problem did they solve at the four-minute mark? That was the response time. 
Now, you depending on which report. Now, the best report that I've seen was it was 13 minutes before the shooter was confronted by cops. So for 10 minutes, I want everybody to think of gunshots this guy's using. Everybody needs to know. I love AR-15s. I do. I don't love them in the hands of, of a murderous idiot like this guy. I'm just saying. I love AR-15s. You need to know something. AR-15s loud. And so for 10 minutes, cops stood there. And Democrats want to say it's a gun problem? It's not a gun problem. There's a myriad of other problems. But let, we're right now, we're on the cops. Think about 10 minutes straight. I mean, if I could sit here for 10 minutes and not just wait, everybody, everybody would just stop watching this. But if we put a clock on right now and just stood here for 10 minutes, and maybe I put on, put on the background, I'd Aaron play some intermittent gunfire. While you stood there, and this, this, chief, this chief of police, whoever he is, has the gall to say the cops came in to solve the problem as if he's reading off of some sort of police manual propaganda? The cops responded in four minutes and then stood there for 10 and you, you proudly stand in front of your, po- your podium proclaiming that? Here's the second part of the police conference. Play it for me. Actually, parents of the students were urging uh, the police to go in while you were waiting for a tactical SWAT team. Even that some parents were asking to borrow police armor so they could make a counter-assault on the school. I have heard that information, but we have not verified that yet. So... What, th- what, what part haven't you verified? We have not verified is that is that a true statement or not, or is it just rumor out there? So you got to understand, we're getting a lot of information. We're trying to track down and see what is true. We want to vet it. That's all I have. We understand. Thank, thank you so much. You know, you know, you know, I went so. So look, we appreciate the questions. Well, what were the officers doing yeah. between 11:44 and 1245? I got you. Uh, questions. Yes, sir. So I have taken all your questions into consideration. We will be doing updates. We will be doing updates to answer those questions. What is your name? Shimon. I hear you. Because we've been given a lot of bad information, so why don't you clear all of this up now and explain to us how it is that your officers were in there for an hour? Yes, Shimon, we will we will circle back with you. We want to answer all your questions. We want to give you the why. That, that's that's our job. So give us time. I'm taking all your questions. I'm taking them back to talk to the team. And uh, thank you for being here. Have a of course, I'm no friend of the media. I'm just saying that was a very valid question. Explain to us, please, what your cops were doing from 1144 to 1215. 30 minutes, 31 minutes to be exact. What were your, If they had a four-minute response time, we know that the sus, suspect went from grandma's house to shooting up the funeral home to shooting at the school, climbing a fence and walking right into the school. We know that. Great job by the school board, of course, run by Democrats. It's about every teacher, it's about every school board official. And sadly, I'm not saying this about this particular policeman in this press conference, but a lot of police higher-ups, police administrators, are Republicans in name only. They're, they're very much all about gender equity, racial equity, using the right pronouns because they have a future political aspiration. 
So they're really not into enforcing the law anymore. In other words, they're not overly worried about kicking butt and taking names. I read this today. Somebody on Twitter, I'd give you credit, but I can't remember who you were when I read it. But it was talking about, you know, there just comes a time where you have people who are administrators, and that's great. But there comes a time where you have to have killers. We needed killers that day. Walk in there and take care of it. We, needed, we didn't need sheep. We needed sheep dogs. And sadly, at that time, and a lot of police administrators, again, I'm not talking about this particular copy made at the press conference. He may turn out to be a hero of some sort. I have no idea. But cops these days are far too concerned about gender politics, sexual politics, and a myriad of other politically correct things. They're sending their sending their their cops to. This was happening when I was in law enforcement. Sensitivity training. You know, maybe they ought to be sending them to tactical training for active shooters. Oh, you just take all the guns away. That'll work. Oh yeah, that'll work. This guy here, this shooter here, broke. I can't remember exactly how many laws, four or more, to be in the position that he was in. So gun laws do not work to stop shooters at all. There's mass killings all throughout the globe, both in, in heavy gun states and non-gun states. It's nothing to do with anything. Those are all bold-faced lies simply to try to get people's guns out of their hand so they can defang the population and then usher in whatever it is they want to usher in, which, of course, is coming from Davos, which we'll get to in just a minute. All right, Kevin, uh, Kevin Torber video. Tucker Carlson on Biden's speech about the Uvalde shooting. Play it for me. President of the United States, frail, confused, bitterly partisan, desecrating the memory of recently murdered children with tired talking points from the Democratic Party, dividing the country in a moment of deep pain rather than uniting. So there we go. There it is. Just a nice little summation. Let me go back to that timeline real quick. 1144 to 1215, of which the cops did nothing. That chief of police... Police administrator, whoever he is, maybe he's the head of the media department of that particular sheriff's office, I don't know yet. He already knows because it's already on the radio. Every, Every police radio transmission is recorded, not to mention the computer traffic in just about every sheriff's office and police department is modernized to the place where everything is computerized and everything is recorded. Everything is recorded so they know exactly what the cops were doing on the ground from the moment that the first unit uh, responded, not, not got, can't, got on scene, but was responding. They know from the moment that the call came out who was doing what when. Because it's always put out on the radio and it's on the computer and there is a recording. So they know from 1144, you notice how he didn't answer as usual. Nobody answers a freaking question. Tell us what the cops were doing from 1144 to 12:15. We're going to find out anyway, chief. I'm going to say chief a whole lot more now since San Francisco's banning the word. And if I could work manhole in, I would, but that wouldn't necessarily be appropriate in all situations. So, that's what Joe Biden is. So we have <laughs> I want to know, 11.44-12.15, we have the recorded transmissions. It's recorded. Setting up, a, uh, setting up a perimeter. We're going in. We want to know, when did that happen? It didn't happen. We know for 30 minutes. Best, most optimistic summation of what occurred is it took them 13 minutes 
to actually respond. And more and more will come out as we find out. And I will tell you this, if this goes along the same path as Parkland did, it got worse and worse and worse and worse until the sheriff was actually fired by Governor DeSantis. Because that sheriff's office, which I believe was, I'm trying to remember what it was in Brevard, Broward, Broward County Sheriff's Office, they never responded. It was a local police department who came in to assist that ended up being the first ones in. As a school resource officer, they did have school, a school resource officer, or one or two, on campus, did nothing, stood there. I'm, I'm maintaining the perimeter. Maintaining it for what? You, you got the school surrounded for what? Nobody's trying to get in. The war's inside. And that cop, given that press conference, that chief of police or sheriff already knows. He's listened to the recorded transmissions on the radio. Tell the truth. All right, here's Joe Biden's response to it all. Here we go. It's time for those who obstruct or delay or block common sense gun laws. We need to let we need to let you know that we will not forget. So there's Joe Biden threatening the American people. We will not forget. For those of you who obstruct or delay, well, you know what? I'm on the record. I'm obstructing and I am delaying because I'm not going to be ruled by Davos, Switzerland because I'm not going to be ruled by Davos simply because there was one homicidal lunatic in America. It is not disrespectful to the victims to say that. It's honoring to the victims to, to, to maintenance the greatest country that's ever existed. Not tearing it down by taking away Second Amendment rights. And that, of course, is exactly what every Democrat is trying to pull off now. And by the way, they're just as toothless and feckless as the Republicans. They won't actually try anything that works. It reminds me of when we had the opportunity when Republicans owned the House and the Senate and the, executive, and, and the Oval Office, the executive branch, we owned it all. Even the, even the Supreme Court, so we, we owned it all at that time. And of course, liberal rhinos like uh, Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan was the Speaker of the House at the time, absolute gilding. And it was John McCain who, who actually was the one who chose not to take down Obamacare despite Donald Trump. So that shows you what their priorities really are. Democrats, they, they own the House. They technically own the Senate. They own the Oval Office. They don't own the Supreme Court. But they can legislate right now or attempt to to take down the Second Amendment. By the way, you can't take down the Second Amendment. You can't. You have to amend it. You have to, come, you have to amend the Constitution, basically amend away the Second Amendment itself which requires, I think it's 75% of states to vote for it. Two-thirds, right? 75%, right? So two-thirds of states have to vote for it. That's your only way. You can legislate all you want. And if they do in your state, understand, don't, take, don't, let, don't give your guns to the FBI when they show up. You're like, Tom, you're speaking insurrection. It's not insurrection. I'm not telling you, I'm not telling you to trespass. I'm, I'm not telling you to beat on cops, which are some of the alleged crimes on 1-6, the 1-6 insurrection. I'm telling you to stick with the Constitution. 
The same as I told you with, with COVID. I'm not locking down my business. Under what, what order? Has it been voted by the Congress? Wait a minute. Has it been voted on by my state legislature? By my governor? By, by, the, by, the, federal, by the federal Congress? By, by, the, by the federal Senate? By the House or the Senate? Is there a ratified bill? Has this been voted into existence that I have to wear a mask? That I have to take a vaccination? That I have to lock down? Even if they did vote for it, I wouldn't. But I'm just saying, is there any of that happening? No. So it's not constitutional. You tell me to lock down my church? No. Tell me to mask? No. Tell me to vax? No. It's not constitutional. Same thing here. If some idiot governor, like they do in New York, everyone just bends over and yields there because they're just a bunch of compliant drones. If you have some state legislator, some some, uh, county legislator, even a governor, Tells you that you know what you have to give up your guns in your state. It's anti-constitutional. It's not, it's it's unconstitutional. Can't do it. You stand. You have to stand because they're kind of going to try, of course, to use this. Now, here's the thing: they're feckless, fangless politicians. They're just going to use it to score political points. Do the Democrats really want to save anybody's life through gun violence? Oh, really? Well, let's look at their cities. Do they? Chicago has the most, the strictest gun laws in the country and has the highest homicide rate in the country. So obviously gun laws don't work. They're in place there. So liberal politicians gain votes so that all the liberals go, oh, oh you voted anti-gun, oh, I'll vote for you. While the crime skyrockets through the roof in all of those located, I mean, Washington, D.C., Washington, D.C., Donald Trump got 2% of the vote in D.C., 98% of people in D.C., it was either 93 or 98%, voted for Joe Biden. Their homicide rate, violent crime rate is through the roof. Gun violence rate through the roof. You can't carry a gun in D.C. anywhere. Through the roof. None of that stuff works. But it enables them to score points. That's all they're doing now. Because in the end, yes, in the end, there will be a massive gun grab as people yield their rights. If you voluntarily, like all the COVID caving Christians, all the COVID caving pastors, all the vaccine pimps and whores that call themselves Christians and conservatives, just yielded your rights. Well, that's what they depend on is you being a feckless coward. That's what they depend on, a spineless little worm who believes they're just full of compassion. I look, at, look, at me try, look at me save lives by wearing my useless lie on my face. That's what they depend on. And they will use this not to immediately try to take away everybody's guns because that wouldn't work. Oh, here's the, here's the Aaron got me the 2020 DC results. I was close. 92.1% for Biden, 5.4% for Trump. And, 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 and you have Muriel Bowser in charge. Bowser, wowza, wowza in charge. The, Muriel Bowser, who turned down the National Guard for the 1 6 insurrection. Nancy Pelosi turned down the National Guard for the 1-6 insurrection. Mitch McConnell turned down the National Guard for the 1-6 insurrection that Donald Trump offered them. Why would that be? And what's really funny is I read this, I believe this from John Cordillo. No, it's from Matt Walsh. Talking about Democrats who endlessly want to defund the police. So in other words, take police off the streets. Most police 
at least a large portion of police are not as useless as the ones that showed up at Uvalde. But they want to take police off the streets and then put onto their shoulders more laws to enforce that they don't have the manpower to enforce. What I mean by that is gun laws, of course. So they, and, and they want those laws put onto the police who they don't trust. So they want to defund the police, make the police more powerful, have less police enforce more laws. They have less police that they don't trust, that they hate, that they believe are systemically racist, enforce more laws. That's how, listen, you need to understand how nonsensical and demonic the left is. This is no longer Tip O'Neill and Ronald Reagan politics from 1981. Tip O'Neill and Ronald Reagan would go share a porterhouse together because really the only thing they differed on much was, was when to abort a child. That's pretty much it. Tip O'Neill didn't want uh, institutionalized communism. Tip O'Neill wasn't traveling to Davos to meet with Klaus Schwab. Tip O'Neill didn't want to have people aborted 28 days after they were born. So you could, you could reason with that person. Ronald Reagan, of course, wanted nobody aborted. Tip O'Neill wanted a closed southern border because you don't have a country without borders. Well, you know, here's, here's the Christian thing. You know, how about, how about building a bigger table instead of building, building a bigger wall? I read that from a Christian. Oh, really? I don't see your house open. Just, I, I know the Christian. Never, never has a daggum one illegal over to his house ever. There's plenty here in Florida, believe me, I know. 25 years in law enforcement. Plenty of illegals. Want me to round up a couple, bring them over to your house there, pal? But there's no, there's no reasoning with people like this now. They're evil, demonic, and just abjectly, I mean, just abjectly nonsensical. All right, let's go to the next one. I don't even know where we are. Arthur Schwartz? Okay, good. Hunter Biden. So we have Joe Biden who says that he's going to come and get you, basically. We're not going to forget if you obstruct or delay our new gun laws. Oh, okay. I'll tell you what. You know, I, well, I, I'd be lying if I said that I would be willing to make this deal, but just, just for the fun of it. All right, Joe, you know, we'll let you legislate some gun laws, but the very first person you have to go after is Hunty. Because Hunter Biden lied on, on Form 4473 to illegally purchase a gun, a felony punishable by up to 10 years in prison and a $250,000 fine. His girlfriend then dumped that gun in the trash next to a school zone. Let's leave this up. Let's leave this one up. So he just had a school shooting and the president of the freaking United States, his son left a gun next to an elementary school. <laughs> what, uh, the president's saying, I'm going to come and get you if you obstruct and delay our new gun control measures. His, let's, let's, let's add up all the previous presidents who have a crack whore son who left a handgun next to an elementary school or middle school, whatever it was. Yeah, which he also, Aaron's, Aaron's whispering in my ear, which he illegally purchased and then had his crack whore girl, girlfriend leave it, in a, leave it in a trash can next to an elementary school. And then that very same president is now going to say, we're not going to forget 
If you get in our way of legislating, you know, our new gun laws. Okay, but the first one needs to be Hunty. Go get him. He wasn't even arrested. Bottom part of the tweet. Why don't we enforce existing gun laws before demanding new ones? Same thing with illegal immigration. You always hear Mayorkas, Alejandro Mayorkas. He's always saying, yeah, we have a broken, you know, uh, immigration system. Uh, you know, we have plenty of laws, Alejandro. 1.5 million people have already been completely processed to the place of deportation, and you still refuse to get rid of them. So why don't, why don't we just exist? Why don't we just actually enforce the laws that are already on the books? You, listen, Christians out there, you need to be looking at not only the left in this country, but the globalist left. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control, brutal despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And for the church, having a form of godliness, but denying its power, and from such people turn away. 2 Timothy chapter 3, 1 through 5. You need to know that. And you need to recognize it. Well, it's just not very loving to call somebody. Well, let's go through the list. Lover of themselves, lover of money, boaster, proud blasphemer, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving. I'll name it. That's, in the, that, that's you know, and nobody wants to talk about the, the end times. Nobody wants to talk about the, the great falling away. We do it at this church all the time, Foundation Church, Northport, Florida. Join me here, 13,000 South Tamiami Trail, Northport, Florida. We talk about it here because you know what? If you don't know the Bible, then you're not going to be able to identify the situation that you're living in. You can't have a yes be yes and your no be no, which is a Bible verse you may not even know. So you may not even know that anything beyond yeses and noes is from the evil one. That's evil. That's Matthew 5.37, by the way. That's evil. That's demonic. I mean, I use these verses all the time. John 8, 44 and 45. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language. For he is a liar and the father of lies. And Jesus finishes it by saying, yet because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. And you correlate that directly with 2 Corinthians 2.11, lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. They want to defang us. They want to take away our right to protect ourselves so, so that they can sell you through a QR-coded mark of the beast starting on your phone right now and ending up on your right hand or on your forehead. Basically, they want to sell you a protection racket. Their only protection is them. You know, I want you to think about how long four minutes is. That's pretty good response time. Credit to the Uvalde Sheriff's Office on that only. It's not a half bad response time. 
But I want you to think about how long four minutes is when somebody's gunning down children or gunning down anybody of any race. Done by anybody of any race. How long that is. And they want to tell you, you know what? Yield all your guns to us. And the very people who want you to yield all your guns to them hate the police. And the police are the ones that are going to come and save you. The ones that the left hates. Think about that. Think about how nonsensical it is. But that's the times that we are living in. All right, listen, look, look, at this, look at this tweet between Joe Biden and, and the persistence. Scott Pressler. These kinds of mass shootings rarely happen anywhere else on the earth. <clears throat> Bullface lie. Who, 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 you belong to your father, the devil, whose native language is lying. There you go. Spot it. Demonic spirit. Happen anywhere else in the world. Why are we willing to live with this carnage? Where, and, and of course, just so you know, I want to give Joe Biden due credit over the last couple of days because I haven't seen anybody use the Lord's name in vain and blaspheme God as often from the bully pulpit of the, of the White House as Joe Biden has in a 48-hour period. Where, in, in I'm not going to say it, is our backbone to have the courage to stand up to the gun lobby. It is time to turn this pain into action. So let me pause here. Leave this up for me, Tommy. So Joe Biden, he's asking, using the Lord's name in vain and asking, where is the backbone to stand up to the gun lobby? Well, let's ask. Since Joe Biden has been in public service, has, been, has never had another real job in his life other than congressman or senator, I believe it's just senator, and then vice president now, sadly president, sadly vice president, sadly senator. He has been in office for 50 years, over 50 years. So why hasn't he stood up to the gun lobby? I, I, I go back in time here, and I know that they own the House, they own the Senate, they own many other White House at various different portions of time. Had the whole Jimmy Carter reign to do it. Could have easily worked with George W. Bush, who's just a, just a bent-over Davos activist. Could have worked with him. Of course, had eight years of Bill Clinton, eight years of Barack Obama, so there's 16 years. He had 20 years of Democratic presidents. Barack Hussein Obama had the House, the Senate, and the presidency in a very divided Supreme Court. Could have easily legislated it. Done some sort of legislation. Probably couldn't have gotten rid of the Second Amendment, but could have definitely so got you know definitely legislated some sort of gun limitations. They never did it. So I mean, everyone just everyone needs to think about how nonsensical these people are. I mean, think about the, these are the people that are that have put us into thirty trillion dollars, thirty point five trillion dollars worth of debt, and the media and many conservatives and most of the public consider these people to be their their leaders. These are not our leaders; they are representatives to represent your interests. They are not your you know you know take me to your leader. They're not your leaders. They're elected representatives. And they're galactic. I mean, Joe Biden, Barack Obama and Joe Biden have never held a job in their lives. Think about that. Barack Obama's prior job was community organizer. What's that? I mean, what does that even mean? I could, I could just say that. That's what I am right now. I'm a community organizer. Oh, great. That's on my resume. Community organizer. That's what he was before president. But that's who these people are. Scott Pressler answers them with logic. 
155 plus Americans will die today from fentanyl. 107,000 last year died of drug overdoses. That's seven mass shootings in a day. So Joe Biden, leave this up. So Joe Biden wants to talk about a mass shooting that's not disrespectful to use logic in the midst of a tragedy, especially when nonsensical lunatics are uh, are arguing for and advocating for their lunacy. So they're going, everyone's afraid. Well, if, if, I, if I say anything now, then I'm going to be disrespectful to the victims. No, they're being disrespectful to the victims. We're not being disrespectful. The truth is never disrespectful. It's just truth. So you have Joe Biden who's responding. He wants to talk about all these kids that were killed. Horrible tragedy. But there'll be seven. It will equate to seven mass shootings. With the, just the fentanyl overdoses, not all the other drugs that are pouring across the board, the black tar, heroin, the pure form heroin, the sex trafficking, all the things pouring across the border every day. 2.5 million people cross the border in 2021. That we know of, it's one, to, it's one to five times more than that according to CBP statistics, how they gather statistical data. <clears throat> so as usual, as usual, What Joe Biden does kills way more people than what he is allegedly advocating against. What he is for kills way more people than what he is advocating against. As usual, I'm against guns, but I butcher 2 million people in the womb per year in America 41.2 million per year worldwide. And I want to talk about saving children's lives. And I call myself compassionate for children. Hillary Clinton's putting out all kinds of stuff. Hillary Clinton, who admires Margaret Sanger publicly, puts out all, all of her compassion towards children. How are you compassionate towards a child? Aaron, if you find, if you can't find my, uh, my baby pictures for me, my preborn baby pictures, then you can when you have them, just put them up. How are you an advocate for a child when you would abort that exact same child? Every single one of those children killed in Uvalde would have gleefully been killed by a Democrat in the womb without hesitation. So reading the bottom for the persistence, Scott Pressler. 155 Americans will die today of fentanyl. 19 died, 21 total, 19 kids died in Uvalde. Massive tragedy. But Joe Biden, this was not happening under Donald J. Trump. And I'm no Trump sycophant. Trump could not have, could not have screwed up COVID any more than he did. Let me just finish, this, finish with this, Aaron, and then we're going to do that. So that's seven mass shootings per day. That's directly Joe Biden's fault call it let your yes be yes and your no be no it is joe biden's fault that 155 americans will die today of fentanyl overdoses 107,000 died last year of drug overdoses many of those fentanyl which are pouring made in china transported to the southern border and crossed and the southern border crossed with it via coyotes and drug traffickers 
Why do you refuse to secure the border when Chinese-made fentanyl is killing our people? Why do you care so little about the U.S.? $54 billion so far has gone to the Ukraine, and Trump asked for, I can't remember the number, maybe $20 billion, maybe, <clears throat> to build the wall. And again, here we are. Put that up for me, Aaron. This is who they're perfectly there. Now, that, now let's just picture that. And whether it's a Uvalde uh, victim, you can go to the next one, Aaron, whether it's a Uvalde uh, victim or any other child, allegedly, Democrats want to save kids. But they butcher in the womb 41.2 million worldwide every year. All right, let's go to the next one. Barack Obama. Here we go. <laughs> More political expediency from the globalist left. I'm he's, he probably sent this tweet from Davos. As we grieve the children of Uvalde today, we should take time to recognize the two years have passed. So this is the two-year anniversary of George Floyd dying, not being killed, dying. Have passed since the murder of George Floyd. Well, we'll get into that in just a second. Under the knee of a police officer. His killing stays with us all to this day, especially those who loved him. All right, so, if, if, Tommy, flip to the next pick real, real quick for me, and then go, we're going to go back to that Barack Obama. There's some of the victims from Uvalde right there. Now, I want everybody to recognize, these, this is innocent people, all of which right here, Democrats would have gladly butchered in the womb. Let me leave them up. Hillary Clinton, Barack Hussein Obama, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, Adam Schiff, any other leftist, globalist, Democrat that you can name would have gladly, gladly butchered them in the womb and will now use them to try to push forward a, glo a globalist communist agenda. Tommy, if you could go back to the uh, Barack Obama tweet for me. Let's look at this now. Under the, under the knee of George Floyd, he's, his killing lie. Remember, Satan is the father of lies. When he lies, he speaks his native language. His killing stays with us all to this day. Not with all of us, pal, with you. With people who want to use it for political expediency. It's like you're, you're using these kids from Uvalde, innocent victims, of which George Floyd was not a victim at all, nor innocent. You're going to use them to push a systemic racist lie that there's systemic racism in America, systemic racism in law enforcement. It's never been proven at all that Derek Chauvin has one racist bone in his body, not one. Let's break this down. Let me, let's just go over this real quick. You can leave this up for me, Tommy, so I don't forget where I'm at. So let's look at this. We should take time to recognize two years. So he's equating a 10 to 20 time, can't remember the numbers because it's been off for a while, 10 to 20, 10 to 30, 10 to 40 time convicted felon, George Floyd, who was passing counterfeit bills at the time of his interaction with law enforcement had three times the lethal amount of fentanyl in his blood system during his interaction with law enforcement. Was actively, if you really, if you look at all the videos, not just the one with Chauvin with his knee allegedly on his neck, look at all the video, the entire video footage, 17 minutes long, you'll see that he was resisting law enforcement 
to my, in my opinion, at a misdemeanor level. So you have that and maybe numerous offenses. So committing numerous crimes that already been convicted of numerous crimes, including a aggravated assault of which he was holding a knife to his pregnant girlfriend's belly. That's who George Floyd is. And Barack Hussein Obama decides that, you know what? I'm going to bring them, I'm going to bring up George Floyd, Floyd, multiple time convicted felon, held a knife to his pregnant girlfriend's belly, fentanyl overdose victim, George Floyd. I'm going to equate his loss with 19 elementary school students. That's the left. All for Barack Obama's personal power to be increased and all for his personal wealth to be increased. He's got to come out. He's got to be, he's got to be real talkative right now since his Netflix uh, programs have all been canceled because nobody's watching him. His podcast has been canceled. He's got to say stuff now. He's got to, he's got to make himself politically relevant right now. So that's who he is. Now on this, I know many of you have already heard me talk about this before, but just since, since this is being brought up by the left, was George Floyd murdered? Okay, now, in my opinion, my humble opinion, it isn't humble, but in my humble opinion, I think you ought to go to the medical, medical examiner, that's what we call them here in South Florida, or the coroner, as they're called up north. According to the coroner, the Minneapolis-St. Paul, according to the coroner, George Floyd died of a fentanyl overdose. Fentanyl overdose. I want you to think of this. And I'll state this for the record. And I'm not saying this to take any heat off myself. I'm just telling you that it's, it's the way that I feel. I wouldn't have handled the police call the way that the Minneapolis Police Department handled it. Or the way Chauvin handled it. It wouldn't have been the way that I handled it. I would have stood the guy up on his butt cheeks and sat him against the car. I would have gotten him the heck out of there as quick as I could. But they didn't. And they've all greatly suffered because of it. But according to the coroner, George Floyd died of a fentanyl overdose. I think now how that doesn't acquit Derek Chauvin. He was, he, I don't want to go too deep in this, but they charged him like with second degree murder, manslaughter one, manslaughter two. I don't even know how you overcharge somebody with the same crime, but calling it a different thing over and over again and consider that to be a fair prosecution. I've never seen that before in my 25 years of law enforcement, but anyway. So in order for that to be the case, and then nobody wants to talk, everybody's scared, whether you're, you know, the, the different Republicans, they don't, want to, they don't want to say a word about the 1-6 insurrection and all of the, the political prisoners that are being held in the D.C. Metro jail in third world banana republic conditions. Nobody will say a word about it except for Louis Gohmert, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Maybe it may be a few others, Matt Gates, a few others, whether they committed crimes or not. Most of them are misdemeanors and they should have, I mean, they've been in jail for coming up on a year and a half. Nobody will say a word about it because they're afraid of how it will cost them. Nobody wants to say anything about Derek Chauvin. Okay. What did, should Derek Chauvin be charged with anything? I don't know, but he certainly shouldn't be charged with the killing of George Floyd. When the medical examiner says he died of a fentanyl overdose. An American justice is pure and righteous? That exonerates him right there. 
You want to charge them with something else like battery, malfeasance on a, on a civil level, civilly sue him or whatever it is he want, but even that I don't see how you would. Well, Tom, I mean, Barack Hussein Obama just said that he was killed. Was he killed or did he die? Well, in order for him to be killed, according to Barack Hussein Obama, it would have to be asphyxiation. In order for it to be asphyxiation, that means his lungs would have had to be deprived of oxygen. At his time of death, according to the coroner, who said that he died of a fentanyl overdose, his, his oxygenation rate in his lungs, his lung oxygenation rate was 95.6%. That's normal. If he was being asphyxiated, it would be much less than that because there wouldn't be any oxygen in his lungs. Whoops. So what? So, but Derek Chauvin still killed him because he had, because he had his knee on his neck. Only if he broke his neck. Which he didn't. His neck was fine. So in order for Derek Chauvin to have killed him, it would have to be asphyxiation. But there's no evidence that he was asphyxiated. None. His heart stopped because he had three times the lethal level of fentanyl in his bloodstream. And yet you have a man sentenced to 22 years in prison for killing him. The only way that he killed him would be asphyxiation, which is, I have, I have a son who's an MMA fighter who is skilled at cutting people's uh, blood from their brain using chokeholds. Well, you're not allowed, oh, you're allowed to use chokeholds. You know, let me, let me restate that. Chokehold, chokehold. Once again, chokehold. He's skilled at doing that. So I understand how this works. In order for him to have been killed, you'd have to prove that he had oxygen, oxygen deprivation in his lungs when there wasn't any. So what, how did he kill him? It's nearly impossible. I don't even think, is it even possible to use somebody, Tommy, the back of somebody's neck to choke them out, the back of their neck? Not according to him. He's a purple belt in jujitsu. Yeah, the arteries are all in the front, so how would you have choked them to death? Think about how unfair this is. You can hate Chauvin all you want. Think about how unfair that is. 22 years in prison for that. You know, Tom, this, is, you know, this isn't about the Texas shooting. I don't care. That's not, not all that I can talk about today. And it's not disrespectful to the victims because all of these people who are allegedly for the victims on the left are way more for killing a multitude by the millions of other victims. We're not. All right, uh, Representative Daryl Issa tweet, Obama AG Eric Holder lost any credibility, Obama, Obama, on gun violence after his Fast and Furious operation led to a Border Patrol agent named Brian Terry being gunned down by a firearm he put into the hands of the cartels. The gun control experts were running a pay-per-play gun buyback operation for the Mexican cartels and those guns were responsible via serial number traceable to Barack Hussein Obama's Fast and Furious programs. So Barack Obama, get this now, he wants to disarm Americans, but he wants to arm the Mexican cartels. Joe Biden 
wants to disarm America's, Americans and arm the Ossoff bata- Nazi battalion in Ukraine. Not to mention Volodymyr Zelensky, who's an autocratic dictator in Ukraine. Tom Elliott video. Here's Joe Biden again. Play it for me. But as we've seen all too often, public trust is frayed and broken. And that undermines public safety. The families here today and across the country have had to ask why this nation, why so many black Americans wake up knowing they could lose their life in the course of just living their life today. Simply jogging, shopping, sleeping at home. Whether they made headlines or not, lost souls gone too soon. Members of Congress, including many here today, like Senator Cory Booker and Congressman Karen Bass, alongside members of the Congressional Black Caucus, House and Senate Judiciary. That's enough of that. So there we are, using a shooting to espouse their systemic racism, doxology, and ideology. Where? So I want to know. I mean, I'm just, I want to know. Since Joe Biden says that black Americans wake up every day terrified they're going to be gunned down while they're jogging. I'm just wondering what the FBI, UCR statistics have to say about the probabilities of a black American being gunned down while they're jogging or shopping. So let's look into the left's ideology. Then I'm going to bring back, bring out, bring back some statistics for you. Here's a breaking 9-11 video of an absolute beta male gelding named Steve Kerr. He, of course, is the head coach for the Golden State Warriors NBA basketball team. And listen to what he says, and then listen to, then look at what he espouses. Play it for me. Um, I'm not going to talk about basketball. Nothing's uh, happened with our team in the last six hours. We're going to start the same way tonight. Um, any basketball questions uh, don't matter. Um, since we left shoot-around, 14 children were killed 400 miles from here. And a, and a teacher. And in the last 10 days, we've had elderly black people killed in a supermarket in Buffalo. We've had Asian churchgoers killed in Southern California. And now we have children murdered at school. When are we going to do something? I'm tired. I'm, I'm so tired of getting up here and offering condolences to to the devastated families that are out there i'm so tired now i want to practice this for everybody because aaron brought this up my producer brought this up and he sits over here eventually we'll have a camera you'll be able to see everybody but aaron brought this up he goes where are the tears so i want to practice this you have to wrote you gotta you gotta make your bottom lip vibrate you gotta feign outrage when i say I can't really pull it off yet. I'll practice more. You got to make your bottom lip vibrate and feign outrage over people you don't care about that, again, Steve Kerr would gleefully butcher in the womb piece by bloody piece. Remember that. Piece by bloody piece, every single one of those kids, he would gleefully butcher them in the womb. 41.2 million a year. So if you got a five-year-old, the Uvalde shooting, five year and a day ago, Steve Betamel Gelding Kerr would gladly butcher that child in the womb. All that outrage 
over somebody he would gladly, gladly kill one day before they're born. But you got you to gotta get things that going. Maybe, maybe do this a couple times. You know. And then there's no tears. See, you've got to make yourself look like a testicleless, beta male moron who cares about black people because you're an NBA coach. So you got to act like you care about black people. You know, it's very different. Here's the difference between Steve Kerr and I. I don't want any black person to ever die in the womb or outside of the womb. Steve Kerr, on the other hand, wants four to 500,000 black people to die in the womb every year. That's the difference between Steve Kerr and I. He's going to get caught up into very relevant lies for one incident of basically 20 people dying when he's responsible for every freaking year four to 500,000 black Americans dying in the womb. That's, I mean, I want you to think of the absolute absurdity of Steve Kerr. So there's Stevie. Let me, let me put his full name out there for you. Steve beta male testicle Kerr. There he is, advocate. When, when, when is this going to stop? When is it going to stop? Oh, there's no tears, so I better stop, I better stop feigning outrage. Here's what he put out. Uh, one, not even one. No, what's the day? Oh, that's the day. I don't know. I don't know when the This is the date when it was retweeted. I don't know when the actual tweet came out. Warriors Kerr backs effort to remove police from Oakland schools. When's this going to stop? I don't know, Steve. You don't even want cops in the school to protect the kids, moron. Oh, wait, full name. Steve Testicleless Beta Male Kerr. When's this going to stop? <laughs> As he hyperventilates. And he wants no cops to be there even to protect the kids. Just like there wasn't in Uvalde. That was the perfect case scenario for Steve Ballless Kerr. Let's go to the next one, John Cordillo tweet. So let's look at the statistics, shall we? Because we have Joe Biden saying that, you know what, black people, they're just out of jogging. And I guess white people just come gun them down, right? According to Joe Biden, that's the propaganda that they put out. Is there any truth to it at all? Well, let's look. Of the 224 Chicago murder victims since January of this year, great job, Lori Lightfoot. I mean, that's, you know what? It takes a lot to accomplish. Even in a major metropolitan area, which is dying like Chicago, pulling off 224 murders. What do we got? January, February, April, or almost done with May. So five months. In five months, 224 murders. That's impressive. I mean, you have to, you have to reach galactic levels of incompetence to get to that level. Congratulations, Lori Lightfoot, mayor of Chicago. Only 11 of those 224 murder victims are white. Over 90% of the murderers were people of color. So when you hear Whoopi, Sonny Hostin, Joe Biden, all these black victims of homicides, understand the people killing them are black. 90, according to FBI UCR statistics, 97% of black Homicide victims were murdered by other black people. And on the bottom, John Cordillo writes, white supremacy is not the problem. Let's go to the next one. 
Tom Elliott video? Is that where we're at? Am I on? Okay. Oh, here, here's another genius. Now we're going to give, sadly, a platform to AOC. Just so you can see how stupid the left is and how demonic. Call them what they are. Demonic. Evil. Now here she is, a spouting of lies. I don't know how long I'm going to let this video go, but play it for me, Tommy. You know, it's funny. It's like, I, I find it really interesting that people think that like spreading and discussing realities and how we heal from our country's wounds as spreading hate when really what it is is like they don't want to be reminded of the hate that exists. And if we aren't willing to confront it, it's just going to keep growing. Talk okay. All right, so it's white supremacy is the issue, according to AOC. Really? Well, let's look at statistics. Here's a cat turd tweet. See, here it is. Statistics don't care about your feelings. Ben Shapiro said facts don't care about your feelings. If it's not white supremacy, then it's not white supremacy. If it was, I would show it on this show. I would be speaking out against it. I'm already against white supremacy. I'm against against black supremacy. I'm against Hispanic supremacy. I'm against anybody who considers themselves to be supreme because of the pigment of their skin, the melatonin content of their skin, or lack thereof. But he's so AOC, Joe Biden, Head of the FBI, Christopher Wray, say the greatest existential threat to an American life is white supremacy. We just had Joe Biden capitalizing off of the murder of 19 kids in Uvalde, Texas, saying that a black person just happened to be a jogging down the road. I'm just, I'm, I just wonder, where was the last case? I mean, I'm, I, of, of, I, I know that he's using Amon Aubrey. I know he's using the Minnesota shooting. That was done by a leftist, by the way. And many, many people on the right are still calling him a white supremacist. There's nothing in his, what he called his diary, his manifesto. Yeah. There was nothing in there that, that called him a white supremacist. If it was, I'd put it on here. I have no problem with it. I don't like any sort of supremacy, like I just said. I think it's stupid. God is not a respecter of persons, Romans 2.11. Therefore, wherever the Bible's at is where I'm at. So AOC says it's white supremacist, and we have to come to terms with it. Come to terms. Where? Where is it? Send me the videos of the white supremacist terrorists. So here we are. AOC said, this cat turd tweet, that white supremacists commit the vast majority of domestic terrorism in America. So there is, this is what Goebbels did. This is what Hitler did. Gaslighting is repeating the same lie over and over again, where then it becomes part of the lineage of the culture. It becomes part of the fabric of the culture. Donald Trump said there's good people on both sides. Never said that. He used that term, but was not referring to the people they alleged that he was referring to and made that very clear 1.7 seconds later, which they leave off. But you repeat it over and over and over again. Donald Trump told people, to inject chlorine into their bodies to kill COVID. Never happened. Jensaki said that last year. Just gaslight. This is what propagandists do. This is what leftist, communist, socialist, globalist, bourgeois elitists do. They just put out. It's white supremacists. They're a grievous threat to a black person. Now you're like, why are you talking about 
Black people today, Tom, and this is a shooting in Uvalde, mainly dealing with Hispanic kids and an Hispanic shooter, because that's what the left is doing. I will answer the left with the truth. As they lie repeatedly over and over again, we will answer them on the Tom Lipley podcast with the Bible and with the truth, which are one and the same. So here you go. Here's the 2021 mass murder statistics. Remember, keeping in mind, Joe Biden, AOC, Christopher Wray, Chuck Schumer, and the entire left all say that white supremacy is the greatest threat to America. Here's the actual statistics. Mass shooting with a known, uh, let me reread it. Here's the 2021 mass murder statistics breakdown. Mass shootings with a known perpetrator, 227, uh, 227 total. Perpetrators by race. Get ready now. It's only for 2021. Black, 192. Right there, the narrative is over. So out of 227 mass shootings in 2021, just take all the guns away, they won't happen. Really? Almost every single one of these people already had broken gun laws to get the gun. So... 192 out of 227 were black men. 31, 12% white, 12% Hispanic, 2% Asian. So get this too. I want you to keep in mind that 13% of the population made up 74% of the mass shooters in 2021. This year so far, we've had 10 mass shootings. Seven of them were by black men. Uh, oh, weird. Hey, you guys correct me over here if I'm wrong. Seven out of 10 is 70%. Oh, well, well look at this. Could it, could it be that we're following the exact same thing? We're following the exact same percentages? We're tracking down the same line in 2022 as we did in 2021? White supremacist terrorism. Oh, really? 70 plus percent. Of the mass shooters, of the mass shootings in 2021, were committed by black men. This year, seven out of ten were committed by black men. One by a white guy, one by an Asian guy, and one by an Hispanic guy. And that's the Uvalde shooting. Those are the facts. So, you, how does how does AOC set up her stupid camera? where she's so technologically illiterate that she makes me look technologically smart, where she has the comments going right in front of her stupid face. How does she set up, and of course she does this. Barack Obama's a community organizer. What What job did AOC hold down before she was a legislator? She's a barmaid. She was a waitress. And now she's, she's an expert on racial relations? Uh, obviously not. We're tracking down the same line in 2022 as 2021, but yet the gaslighters say the opposite. The gaslighters would have you, say, have you think that all, that all of these mass shootings are done by crazed white men. Where? Where? You don't see it. Doesn't mean, listen, the crazed white man who commits a mass murder, I want him executed. Crazed black man, Asian man, Hispanic man, or woman that, cre- that 
commits a mass, mass murder, I want him executed. Simple as that. More stupidity. Here's Whoopi. Play it for me. What are we doing? Because we're, we're, why are we always at square one with this? And I swear to God, if I see another Republican senator talk about their heart being broken, I'm going to go punch somebody. And kind of thoughts I, me. So there's Whoopi espousing violence as a reaction to violence. Here's Beto O'Rourke at the, uh, at the uh, Gre- Greg Abbott, governor of, of Texas, along with Ted Cruz and other officials, mayor. You'll hear the mayor of Uvalde speak up and call Beto what he is in just a minute. Here's Beto O'Rourke trying to score political points. Play it for me. Oh, uh, pass the mic to Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Sit down. You're out of you're out of line and an embarrassment. Sit down. I don't play this. No. You need to get his ass out of here. This isn't the place to talk to this over. This is totally predictable when you Sir, you're out of line. Sir, you are out of line. Sir, you are out of line. Please leave this auditorium. I can't believe you're a sick son of a bitch that would come to a deal like this to make a political issue. To me, perfect summation by the mayor of Uvalde at the end. I had to let that come in. This is exactly what Beta O'Rourke is. And by the way, that was a Time Magazine video. And they actually put put his name down as Beta O'Rourke. And they had to fix it to Beto. That's, that, listen, that is not an accident. It's a Freudian slip. At best for Beta O'Rourke. It, and my son Tommy, who's running the videos, he said they did, that he just kissed his, his chance at his gubernatorial run, which he was going to lose in a landslide anyway. Who, who wants a guy who's had his nuts lop, lopped off being your governor anyway? Who, who, here's the thing. Who would want a guy who voluntarily lets his nuts be lopped off being their governor? I mean, it's be one thing to have them accidentally lopped off. But if you line up to have your nuts lopped off and you want to be a president, you want to be a governor, he's already lost his senatorial race, of course. He lost to Ted Cruz. But who in the world would ever want that man to be governor? That, you want that guy to be in charge? Remember, the only place where you're having mass killings are places that are under Democrat, leftist, globalist control. Mass killings by people taking the vaccination leftists 90% of COVID hospitalizations and COVID deaths fully vaccinated leftist 90% of all COVID infection and cases fully vaccinated and boosted leftist abortions all from the left 41 million per year schools under the control of leftists Inner cities under the control of leftists. 224 murders this year in Chicago alone. It's not a year, folks. We're only five months. We're not even five months into the year yet. And there's been 224 murders under the most gun-controlled, probably, section of land in the world. Oh, just, you know what? We need more gun control. You already have all that you want right there in Chicago. And it certainly doesn't work. They only want to take your guns away so that we will be ruled by Davos. By Klaus Schwab, whose father was a Nazi. And a fervent one at that. Sober Patriot tweet. 
My daughter attends MSA in Palmetto, Florida. That's one hour north of here, where I'm doing this podcast, on the same coast, west coast of Florida. This is who stands at our one entry to the school, one entry, which was not the case at Uvalde, of course. Everything should be a funnel to one entry of the school where a dude like that is standing there. How many mass shootings do you think will happen at uh, MSA in Palmetto, Florida? I I know I'm a crazy right-winger, But I'm just asking you, how many mass shootings are going to happen at MSA in Palmetto, Florida with that guy? Who, by the way, who stands at our one entry to the school all day, retired combat veteran, trained to head straight for gunfire, who has survived being shot at in intense situations. Yavalde shooter would never have lasted one second. But you know what? Instead of hiring guys like this, it all went to the Ukraine and said to save non-Americans at the behest of an autocratic dictator. $54 billion spent on our schools to put one of those sentries like that guy, pay him hundred grand a year, put those sentries in every school, initiate in every school the protocol of one entry, a funnel system to one entry, and put that guy standing there. You'll never see a school shooting again. You know why they don't have any school shootings in Israel? Because that guy's standing there. You're going you're gonna to get some 18-year-old punk who's never sent rounds downrange in his life, who, who goes picks, of course, a Democrat-controlled gun-free zone to go shoot up a bunch of kids. You think he's going to survive two seconds against that guy? I mean, I think about this. The Uvalde shooter is prancing across school property has already shot across the road and has already shot at the school building. What happens when that sentry sees that? Everything goes dark for the shooter. Bye-bye. Listen, I love you all. It wasn't the most loving podcast in the history of the Tom Lapley podcast. And here's how much I care about it. None. Stand in the truth. Truth trumps all false compassion and love. Stand in the truth. Love rejoices in the truth. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 6. Love does not rejoice in sin, but rejoices in the truth. Love you all. Back here Saturday night, 55 minutes of fury. Do not miss it. 1030 Saturday night. God bless you all. I stand unequivocally on the word of God, on healing the Bible, prosperity the Bible, sin the the Bible. Everything. Protection. The Bible. Church. The Bible. Check out our new TLP trucker hat. When you give $25 or more to the podcast, we will ship one out to you. Thank you for investing in the program and we look forward to you tuning in next time.